Hi, I'm Fred Stoller. I don't know if you saw me when I was Fred Yerkes on Seinfeld, but Jerry's foot fell asleep. I said, you're lucky. At least you got something to do. Now, now, you have something better to do than your foot falling asleep. There's this really great podcast called Fifty Shades of Boucher, and Bob interviews all these great people that you wouldn't normally hear unless you heard his podcast, so now you have something to do. So do it. Get off the phone. Oh, maybe you have to do it on the phone. Forget what I said, Dumb and Dumber. Our uh, Facebook page is The Terminal Times. Uh, you guys should follow us on that. November 6th at Terminal Bar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Show there. November 6th, come to Terminal Bar off of Hennepin in Northeast Minneapolis. Uh. Hey, everyone, and thank you for listening to Fifty Shades of Boucher. On this episode, we have Max and Charlie. Uh, two writers for the Terminal Times, a satirical website based out of Minneapolis, and they're both uh, open micers. They're both comedians. Um, and and fuck, this podcast was awesome. I absolutely fucking loved it because it got to be silly and fucking weird and have nonsensical fucking really misplaced and terrible humor on my part. And uh, the whole time I was just, uh, it was a good mood. Um, they're two funny guys. Charlie doesn't talk very much and he was very intimidating. But uh, I think at the end of it, uh, you know, he's laughed enough. At least I caught it when I listened back that I feel a little more comfortable that, I, that he had fun here. Uh, <laughs> he's a quiet guy. And Max, uh, thank you. Thank you a lot, man. Uh, you, you're a funny guy to fucking talk to because you're about as uh, you're, you're out there, man. And, and that's what I respect in a lot of people. Sometimes people try to hide that shit, especially in front of a mic. And I think you were game for it, man. So um, go check them out. Go find them uh, again the uh the terminal uh that's the bar on november 6th if you guys are looking for something to do five dollar tickets um and yeah go check them out the terminal times it's a great fucking time to read and if you're into the the satirical kind of humor uh they're very good at it and they're growing so uh go help support a local uh local business um all right let's get into the podcast it's uh startisan and uh you guys know what to do and what I mean by that is please rate and subscribe and share and tell all your friends. Uh, yeah, so thank you. it's satire though i gotcha i gotcha so as far as uh how you guys started it let's let's start there because i because i sat around today bugging my girlfriend asking her like could you come up with these kind of things and i was like trying to tell her like um you know can you can you kind of twist the story just a little bit into like it's a great way to look at it but such an awkward like news way you know is is that kind of what you guys go for is like not the obvious way to see something uh, honestly, I think we just like doing what we think is funny, right? Mm-hmm. And is, if it's funny to us, we're going to run it regardless. Okay. And Is there a certain kind of style you go for or is there oh, – explain, man. I guess, explain, I guess a, a story you guys have uh, have recently just put out. Uh, there's been a couple. What are your favorite ones that have come out so far, Charlie? Like what have you liked recently that we've done? Um. Wasn't too recent. I think my favorite article is uh, after the riots. Yeah, we yeah. did. Uh, the The title was "Residents Agree: uh, Burnt Minneapolis Still Better Than St. Paul." <laughs> I I saw that one. That was good. Did I, you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. I yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
it doesn't even have to be like recent news. Like some of my favorite ones that we've done is like uh, the the one on color blue. It was just like mm-hmm. it retired from being the color blue. It no longer wanted to be that anymore. Oh, okay. And it was okay. just like that stuff is funny to us. So it's like, oh, let's yeah. just do that. Kind of a sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to you have to be into the silly idea of something mm-hmm. being uh, out. Obviously, like the color blue, no no longer wanting to have yeah. an identity. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I I gotta ask was was an influence kind of the onion oh yeah for okay sure. okay yeah, yeah, right yeah. on yeah. yeah and it kind of started as like uh once covid started happening there was no more open mics all the open mics shut down yep and then it got to like a weekend you're like oh holy shit uh my brain's going crazy and then it went to two weeks and then we had a group message with like five other comics and we were all kicking around this idea but then comics are comics so half the time we don't follow through on anything right and then me and charlie were just like let's do this and we just started doing it and immediately started writing every day starting typing up articles and it's just grown from there i guess people have asked if they can write in and we're like yeah for sure hell yeah i saw that it was 200 bucks an article and full benefits is that a joke (laughs) absolutely but (laughs) a lot of people have messaged (laughs) asking about that though that's a great way to advertise man and then when you tell them yeah we're just you're not getting paid (laughs) okay you don't hear an article from them then oh really well there's been a couple we there's been people that were like, oh, if this person wants to write, we're going to pay them to write. But Oh, yeah. 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 Right on. I was trying to give my best, like, idea for an article. And I, I like, every time I was like, that'd be good. I was like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to say that fucking one at all. <laughs> Let's hear one. Ah, oh, fuck, man. I was thinking about it. Now now that you bring it up, it's like, you know, I was trying to explain it to my girlfriend. Is like, try to spin it. You know, it's like if, if Trump went uh, golfing or, or I, what did I say? I said, uh. God, now that you put me on the spot. See, <laughs> the nice thing about a podcast is usually I'm always the one asking questions. So anytime I've, anyone has ever asked me something, I deflect and just go, uh, I suck. Now you, and and they're pretty cool with it, but uh, no, it was something along the lines of like, you know, him having to like fake fake an illness to call in sick to work. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it was along those lines and like somebody finally calling bullshit and like. And he picked COVID this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I got COVID. I can't come to the house today. Yeah, yeah. And especially the fact that he came back early. It's everybody's co-workers like, really? You were sick with that, huh? Like, yeah. hey, real real quick turnaround, yeah. asshole. Yeah. You know, something like that. But I could never write, like, in long long term because I feel like one of the best things about that is if, the, like, the more, like, higher vocabulary you use in those things just makes it so much more real and then it's it just you know it, it almost seems like you could argue with those points you know yep. which yep. is which is one of the best parts of reading it um what do you guys where do you guys look to go to is it kind of something you're just doing for fun because everything is just shut shut down right now and well uh you want to answer this charlie yeah uh uh first it was just something to be busy and now it's something that i want us to keep doing even with comedy fully back because for me it's like my version of a i mean max wants to do podcasts and stuff but i'm i don't talk that much yeah so it's my version of a podcast basically to have something on the side that is adjacent to stand up but similar and it's supplemental like to both sides of it you know right right you get to insert your humor but yep. still kind of attack daily subjects or, or topics that you adhere to, which is which mm-hmm. is respectable, ex- exactly. I mean, at least you're writing about something or, or you're joking about something. Now, do you find that this helps feed into your comedy? Yeah. Uh, I think Max and I both 
have noticed though that um it's a big shift to go from joke writing to article writing and i think that both makes us stronger and both yeah it's in a, both fields it's a super big shift it's way bigger than i thought it would be cause yeah it's surprising we did four months of no comedy and just article writing daily writing an article everyone pumping out an article every day yeah and then oh stand-up's back and then you're like oh i have to write every day and i still have to try and get an article out occasionally and then you'd be writing jokes every day and then you try and sit down and write an article and you'd be like oh this is dog shit right you'd write and you'd be like this is horrible you write it again oh this is horrible and then it takes like four articles and you're like oh this one i kind of think is funny right but it just trying to shift between there is so way more difficult than I thought it would be. I can imagine because, I, like, I, and again, I'm going to ask you guys afterwards just so I don't sound, sound like the complete douchebag, but I've listened to so many of these comic podcasts, I've wanted to do an open mic. So I'll write jokes, but then I go, this is fucking terrible. Like, don't, don't ever show this to anybody. <laughs> and so short term because i don't know how you guys do jokes but you know some jokes you know you could be a Stephen wright and and do like just quick like sentences and be like what the fuck did he just say and then laugh about it or you could go story mode and it could be an eight minute bit yeah nope. now with the article do you have a certain kind of um uh criteria you want to hit you know is there like a like a high school paper what was it three paragraphs at least or something like that honestly uh no charlie sent me one uh, from the onion that was just a picture of an egg and the headline was look at this egg <laughs> and it's see it's so stupid but you laugh at yeah, it yeah, and yeah. it's just like oh this is funny as hell so we even like stuff like that charlie comes up with some brilliant ones like of just a picture with a funny headline and it's just like that's good enough for us if as long as it's funny yeah we don't care it Did, can be four sentences long we i was just gonna ask was... could, I, could i write in a haiku for you guys yeah, absolutely <laughs> um that one uh did we ever post that one with uh, uh, that was like ten thousand words? Yeah. We posted one that was uh, some guy wrote in, and it was so long. It was so so long. It was ridiculously long. Like no one's ever gonna read this. Yeah, yeah. The attention we, is gone. Th- and then we wrote the picture was like something about ten thousand words or something like that, and it was just like, and that was hilarious to us. The fact that someone wrote in, it was that long. And both of you're just like, no one's going to make it do this. And then the funny thing about it is the picture of just infinite amount of words across the screen is the picture. I got and you. It's just like, oh, well, I love shit like that, too. Hell yeah. How uh, how how risque do you get? Are you guys, would you say, okay, I, I don't know. Again, I listen to way too many of these fucking podcasts to ask these kind of questions. But are you guys alt comics? Do you guys go for the dirty shit? Are you, um, uh, do you not care? I don't really care. I same thing with the writing is I think we're both if it's funny it's funny. Fuck yeah. It. Yeah. It's either going to get laughs or it's not. I'll right. say it once to see what it gets. Did you guys see what Bill Burr did for the open uh open I, monologue on Saturday Night Live? No, I haven't yet, but I heard uh I saw a bunch of people bitching about it and I don't understand the bitching about comics doing anything even if you don't think it's funny it's just like shut the fuck up bill burr's the one who like completely <laughs> is gonna piss people off on that spot like it was great man he you know jokes about how white women kind of there was this glimpse of moment where like anybody who really is oppressed had a chance and then white women he goes white women stepped their gucci boots right over that right over that pole <laughs> and they stepped right to the front of the line yeah you talked about women's rights and all this shit and i love that he talks about that all the time white women playing the victim oh yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah funny. dude he's the the way that i i got into podcasts so quick was that these comics kind of joke that like they're a little more like 
more aware than you think they are. And when you start listening to them on their podcast and explain their points of like, well, these people are just ahead of the curve. Like they're not into the bullshit. They understand the, the funny side of things. They understand like the criticisms that, that, you know, can be put aside to anything. Yeah. There's, it's not black and white. And yeah. a lot of people, even some comics like to think things are black and white. It's like, nah, they're not. There's shades of gray in every situation. For sure. And if you can't see that, it's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Right. I'm do how I want to. A good standing point for me is uh, anybody who I talk to, if they talk about, our, if I ask you, do you know who Ari Shafir is? And immediately if they laugh, it's like, perfect. You're you're good. We know that anything is almost on the table because yep. like, he's the guy who, after Kobe died, pretty much chews him out. But he does that for every dead celebrity yep. because of the idolization of, of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree with the idea that like if you've done an open mic and, and you're you're trying to write jokes, you're a comic no matter what? Because at the end of the day, you're you're all trying to do it for funny. I don't know. I don't even feel like a comic when I hear. I've been doing it for like a year and a half, so I feel weird even talking about comedy. It's like I'm still just an open micer. Right. But I get I, you. I I I think I I like to do comedy, but I still consider myself an open micer before I consider myself a comic. Well, you're doing the act of comedy, you know. Yeah, yeah that's true. But the thing is that people I feel who go like to you gotta like, hit like ten years before people start thinking you're a real comic. In my mind. Oh come on. Sorry, my dog's a pussy. <laughs> and so uh, anytime you push him out and he's like, oh, there's people here. It's like, no, get out, man. You're already like getting annoyed and soon you whine. And yeah, I got shitty enough mics. The gain's got to be up. So it's like, we're going to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that shit. But uh, <laughs> no, man. Um, so comedy. <sighs> can I can I ask what both of your first experiences w- was like? Like this is going to be like yeah. the virgin story. Let's hear them. Uh, so for me, I... When I, I went on a vacation to Africa, and I've wanted to do stand-up forever. I would write in notebooks, never did it, and it was just like five years. I filled out like two or three notebooks, and then even looking at them now, they're just like, oh, even then they're so bad. Because I had them since I was like 21. Yeah. And then I finally I went to a trip in Africa. I landed, and the next day I filled out a notebook while I was in Africa. And I was like, all right. I landed on a Saturday. Monday was Acme's open mic, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then I went there. And there was, like, three people that I knew from Blaine, the high school that I went to. And I was like, oh, cool, these people do this? And then I went up, did great, uh, did good for a first time. Not great. Yeah. But uh, I was just enough to be like, oh, this was very enjoyable, and I really like doing this. Yeah. And then the next day, I went to Nomad World Pub in West Bank and then just ate dick for four minutes <laughs> of just we- knees wobbling no one, everyone just staring blankly at you and you're just like this oh. sucks and then after you're like oh that well that's the worst it is so right right you bombed bombed so yeah. bad yeah bombing is the term and, and again i'm yeah. such a fucking podcast <laughs> comedy nerd i fucking know I, I, it was horrible yeah like sweaty knees shaking and you're just like oh my because i did the jokes yesterday they did pretty good and then i thought they would do the same Fuck. so i got up there just cocky as hell and just a dick just that like fucking, completely bombed uh, i've never i've never bombed in front of a live audience right like the only time i've ever had a mic in front of anybody was my dad's funeral and a, a football banquet and we were roasting people and i did like the shy guy thing so you can't get mad at the shy guy yeah. like but my dad's funeral is just you know everyone's gonna give you sympathy for fucking you know it's your fucking dad died tomatoes at you during R- right <laughs> like if somebody booed i would be like respect sir <laughs> <laughs> one of his friends sure I'm, I'm sure was just shaking their head at the jokes i was pulling but people were people were nice now do you do you want to talk about your first time yeah i uh my first time was when i was young i started 
when I was 16 uh, at this wine bar in Michigan. Um, I did really well. It was exciting. And then you I think a lot of people have that where you do really well your first time and then you start bombing. Because you think you got it, or I mean, yeah. uh, what's okay? What was different from your first time to your second time? Was it the actual like it worked, and then all of a sudden you kind of walked in? And do you think kind of the 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 nervousness of the first time sends it in a different message than the second time you get up there after laughs? Yeah, and you tell people it's your first time, so everybody knows it's your first time, and I, everybody knew I was young, so it's like oh, it's this this uh, innocent young kid telling jokes at a bar you know yeah so it was a very welcoming audience and then it was like four weeks of bombing <laughs> and then i was out for a long time after that and then i came back now were any um, o- sorry were any open mics uh you got to bring friends no in michigan there was only at that time there was only one it was a music mic so i would just go there alone Okay, now did anybody boo you for it being a music mic, and then you got up there like, "Hey, Michigan, right?" Uh, I'm sorry, that was obviously you've never done that joke, and I'm not saying you did. I'm sorry, that was a terrible impression of you. I've never heard your stand up. <laughs> no, uh, no, they didn't. They I didn't got care. you. Was they, it kind of a open mic in general? Like they kind of understood, like if you get up there, you're trying to do some sort of art form. Yeah, I think they appreciated the comedians. The uh, there's two of us. Some of the like, open mics are death a lot of the time. There's a lot of bombing on open mics. Yeah. Um, like Acme, completely. I did, Acme was the first time. Acme before COVID for an open mic on a Monday would have 350 people there. It'd be, it's full. Yeah. Normally. And then you're like, holy shit. You do your thing. And then you're all amped up. And then you go to a real mic. Because there's open mics every day of the week. And then you go to a real comic open mic. All right. And then there's uh, 10 comedians. Right on. And that's all that's there. Oh, shit. And then you just bomb in front of people staring at their phone and texting the entire time. And that's a majority of open mics during the week. Now, on a side note, I need you to write all those open mics down on the piece of paper in front of you. Now, second, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, dude, okay, so be trash and put a chew in real quick. You're fucking fine, man. Do whatever you want, dude. Part of my favorite thing about podcasts is I like the extra noise. I like feeling like I'm in the room. Yeah. You know, even like if you listen to Joey Diaz, you can hear his bottles of water like crinkle and shit. Yeah. And I loved it every time. And there'd be people who freak the fuck out. It's like no, like. His sleep apnea breath, just uh, him breathing, and it sounds like he's struggling. Dude, you have no idea the mu- or not the music, but the art of editing. Because when I do an intro, it's me riffing so hard that there are times where I'll go, "Uh, yeah, this next uh guest," uh, and I have to go back and completely edit out the uhs. And I'm getting good at it, which mm-hmm. isn't go- which isn't a good thing. Like yeah. I was hoping to never have to edit podcasts, but there's so much terrible content from me that it's like. You know, I, I, I'm thankful that I can do that. Have you guys ever gotten into a spell on stage where you just kind of, uh, like, like where some somebody, like you said, somebody is on their phone. Do you ever get so distracted by somebody in the crowd that it throws you off? How about you? You want to start? Hmm. Sometimes, I yeah. guess. I think, yeah, I think we all do. Maybe hecklers, you can't can't ignore them sometimes are there really hecklers at open mics you'd be surprised occasionally oh shit there's some 
drunk people that are just drunk people and you're like what is going on right now do you think they're trying to be part of the show or do you remember those uh who are those chicks that were speaking spanish the white chicks that were speaking spanish when we did that daryl horner open mic or that show that daryl horner had at that one bar that made it like two weeks or whatever do you <laughs> I remember, remember that? that no oh god those chicks are speaking spanish and you just you just start asking them if they're speaking spanish and then you said like <laughs> like hola or something you did <laughs> como esta like the most basic spanish to them oh hell yeah the only thing i can say in spanish i the joke is i've spa- i've failed spanish one twice and i even got to take the whole fucking first year and then they were like i think you just need to redo this for your grades because they were d d and f and so i go back and i fail because i hated the fucking dude who taught me the, the second time but I would just sit in the back and ask my fun, my friend Ricky Ugaliz, uh, who failed Spanish also because he could speak it perfectly, but he couldn't spell for shit. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, you need to get the L's and all that shit right. The only thing I ever learned was uh, tu panoche es muy rica, which means your pussy tastes great. And uh, uh, tu quieres en tu culo, which means do you want it in your butt. <laughs> muy caliente. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I ever got into it, it, those would be the only things I can ever fucking say besides exactly what you said, you know. Those are very good things to have if you're ever visiting Mexico, though. I feel like if you're trying to have a good time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but absolutely. other than that, uh, I'm fucked. I mean, if I need to eat or if I need to, <laughs> like, shower. El baño? Oh, that, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where's the shitter I want to put in your butt? I'm just going to act out anything I have to do because there's always, like, yeah. I think they'll just understand. Like, if I put a thumb near my butt moving out, they'll be like, oh, he needs to take a shit right on. Sign language. <laughs> I think they have Spanish sign language, though. Dude, it, no, there's no way. It has to be universal. There's no way you got to learn Spanish sign language. I feel it's Americans can't have the the, the same words on sign language, right? There's deaf German people. Well, let's be honest, though. I think other countries, especially like when you get into indigenous, if you were deaf, you were just the asshole who had to like fling shit for the rest of the day. I don't think they really cared about a language for you. So I'm pretty sure American sign language might be universal just for the fact that we probably cared Ger- first. German had sign language for a while. It was just... <laughs> just the harm up. Sig Heil. Um, what do you call it? I was... Fuck, man. Uh, I've, trust me, I've made jokes. I, I've... Uh, I've had buddies as soon as I tell a story about my dad calling me a fag, they're like, ah, it's like, it's okay. What are you going to say? He's dead. He was right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, you're all good. Just put it right back in that hole. If you want to tighten it up too, sorry about that. That's okay. They got to be, they're cheap fucking mics. So the thing is, is like, yeah, you got to loosen the bottom so that way you can swivel it. But then all of a sudden you're supposed to keep it tight when you find a spot but then you can't the whole thing is they should be moved again yeah the 30 dollar mics off amazon you know oh yeah no I, I did the right thing and for my mic i did uh like i paid like 80 bucks and it comes with this little travel case and it's like where the fuck am i gonna travel yep. like what am i gonna do bring this to my own recording studios and just hook up to random xlr <laughs> cables like it's a fucking tesla yeah that uh that's a that's actually that's cheaper than I thought it would be for like a mic set thirty bucks. Oh, dude, you can get away with. dude, this is uh this is all fucking cheap. Um, so I was just talking to a guy about this, and the random mic setup that I have is twenty eight dollars, thirty two dollars. My buddy bought that for a hundred, and it's over there for a reason. This. <laughs> This I just can't figure it out. That's the only reason. It's a nice <laughs> mic, but I can't figure it out. But and this mic, I ha- this is like a singing mic. Yeah, yeah. But it's working perfect for my weird nasally kind of rough voice that yep. some days change. So it works all good. But this was like eighty bucks, and then I think the board was two hundred and eighty bucks, is what my buddy said. We I originally did a podcast with three guys. 
Um, and then it kind of dwindled down to whenever we could, and then we brought it back, and then it just became whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, when I say whatever, I mean I said I, I fucking can't do this anymore. Yep. yep. And <laughs> so that whatever, and then my buddy's been cool enough to let me use his his board. But Sweet. The the best ones are uh, like 600 bucks. You can get one that – in like so this one uh, – and the, especially the setup I use, uh, all the mics are recorded at the same time. So the more sophisticated you get, the more mics, um, uh, like you can separate the mics. So that way oh. each person, you could individually chop out things that you don't like and oh, not okay. interfere with the entire audio. Cool. Um, there's ones that are like 650 and you can run an iPad, hit a button and it perfectly figures out your voice and then goes, all right, cool. You're ready to go. And like, you don't have to fuck with anything. That's wild. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's the kind of idea that I would like to get to is, is like, fuck, you know, white claw. White I'm trying claw. to get like the Bush guy, like sponsorship, but by white claw. So there's oh, been yeah. a white, a lot of white claw rants ever since I did a podcast with, uh, uh, a football player. Um, it worked out. And when he commented, I was like, oh, this is good branding. Did he never, love White Claw? No, he was like, what are you drinking there? I was like, oh, the White Claws. And I was like, oh, fuck, let's keep bringing those up. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, it's been an idea to try to get anybody to fucking sponsor this show. And it has – I've worked with some people and, like, they'll be they'll be like, yeah, like, like make a promotion and send it out and then we'll, we'll figure it out. And then I do it and then I don't hear anything back or ever being acknowledged and it's like, well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a, it's a lot like comedy then. We've been cold calling places to set up shows like in uh, – we got a show later this month in Bismarck. Um, Mike Early is the headliner for us. He's a one, I, in my opinion, one of the best comics in Minnesota. Okay, He's hilarious. Um, me and Charlie are. I'm hosting. Charlie's featuring. We set it up in. Uh, it's called Tappan Tavern. Tappan Tavern in Bismarck. Okay. And it's like so we just call places, and like you'll get a hold of some like a bartender. And you'll be like, hey, are you guys interested in hosting a comedy show? And they'll be like, oh, that would be great, blah, blah, blah. And they take your number down. But it's just like a waitress who's not anyone who can make that say or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then you go – and then you just start going thinking and you're like – you realize what you got to do. So you go, hey, can I speak to a manager immediately? And then you go, hey, would you be interested in hosting a comedy click? They just hang up on me. It's just nothing but that happens. Fuck. It's a uh, – out of 40 places we called, we got two yeses. Yeah, yeah. Which is – Great, that, but also it's like that's a lot of fucking places to find a show to set up. Hell yeah. And the worst part is like for COVID, like podcasts actually kind of boomed because people were bored. Yeah. So I got some guests that I would have never fucking thought that I would have had. Yeah, yeah, Comedy doesn't go that way when you need people to fill the room and you need live audiences because, you know, you hear yeah. the, the difference in, in people's opinion about, um, you know, Bert went on tour and did like a like – a, like a drive-in kind of a theater setup. And then there are guys who try to do live comedy over their fucking, you know, screens and shit. And everyone has their opinion. You know, live comedy meant is meant to be in person and, and you need to get the gist. And it, it's, you know, it, the zoom was weird, but it was filling a void. Yeah. I did a zoom open mic with, uh, one of the better comics in Minneapolis had a zoom open mic going. And did you ever do that too, Charlie? I think you said you did one zoom open mic. Mm-hmm. They're a nightmare. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> They're a nightmare, but yeah. Now, now, was there like a live audience, like one of these NBA shows, or was it like you pretty much said your joke and then saw their reaction, or did you even get a reaction? or How does that so even work? The one work? that I did with him was he did it over Instagram. So okay. it was like it was you and him on Instagram Live, and you could see there was like 90 people watching. All right. And then you'd do it, and then it would be like, You'd look at the comments and be like, please, someone do like a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> that would be so cool right now. 
And it's just like that is all you get. Right on. No laughter response or anything. And even like the dude hosting, it's just like he's been like, oh, I've been doing this for the last hour. I'm totally just done at staring people in the face over Instagram live. Yeah. So he's kind of doing, you know, you're like, you know, he's not paying that much attention. right yeah, now. No, so no. Just, it's just screaming into the void. You're today. feeling, yeah, you're feeling his void. Yeah. You're, you're feeling it for both of you. <laughs> Has it been a mess for you as well? I mean, do you guys, do you guys usually link up and kind of go to the same shows or, or is it a partnership or is it kind of, you guys, uh, both do stand up and then kind of do it on your own as well. Or? Both do stand up and right just friends who stand up and, we're always out a lot. There's only, what is there, five open mics now a week that you can go to? Mm-hmm. So you see everyone, every, pretty much every show you go to, you see the same people. Really? It's just the same comics. And I, then occasionally audience members. I get you. <laughs> like so, a good open mic is like four audience members. Especially in COVID or, or at all? Especially COVID, but even at all. Like yeah. there's one of our, the reason we named Terminal, Terminal Times is because there's a bar off Hennepin in Northeast Minneapolis called uh, Terminal Bar, and they have an open mic there. And that's like, that's probably, that's my favorite open mic, and I think Charlie's as well. Yeah. And we, uh, we're just like, oh, let's just call it Terminal Times. That's great. Yeah. And then we just copied their bar logo as our header for the page. Because you get same. a little pub, hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that mic is, uh, it's horrible, but it's great. The I love it. The the mic cuts out occasionally when you're talking. Oh, it's just fucking. It's downtown. It's, it's disgusting. It's a. It's not very great, but I, it's great, I and you. I love that. Right I on. love open mics like that. Like the more of a disaster it is, sometimes the funner it can be if you just right. embrace what's going on. You need to be okay with the hectic. Yes, I get you. Like, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that I find humorous that I'm sure people don't, and that's obviously like why I I gravitated so heavily towards podcast especially the comedian podcast because there was something about even if i'm not a funny person i gravitate towards the fucked up individuals more than i will like somebody who has their shit together like yep. that was where i was like when when i heard a comic say it i went oh shit that's it yeah, like, yeah. that's what i want is like the damaged people because like i'm i don't know how but i'm there yeah yeah right like Calm, cool and collected gets boring after a while <sighs> dude you- i'm you love, the crazy's fun. That's that's how I live my life, and I don't mean to. But like, I'll tell people like stories about you know like a TNA test I had to take while my dad was dying with cancer, and it's like holy shit! Like what, DNA <laughs> to see if he was your real dad. Or no, what? no, 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 I, no. I, <laughs> that I would wish, be a right? shitty I way wish, to find out. I wish so much because as soon as he died, it would have been like, oh, cool, you're not my dad. <laughs> you still fucking do, right. <laughs> do your do where's your the set? real one? Do your set at the funeral? Oh fuck! <laughs> just get just. We're to, not even related. I don't even know this guy. I, honestly, <laughs> never met him. I just have this whole life that doesn't matter anymore <laughs> um no i ended up uh, uh i ended up having <laughs> fuck the last time we talked about this he told me that she heard about it and got told to listen to it which means just more viewers for me so yeah. no I, I ended up i ended up uh making love to my buddy's uh to my buddy's uh, sister that i'd known since i was a fucking kid right and uh so anyway <laughs> making love did you have i just roses? wanted to, i just wanted to use that just to not sound so fucking crude <laughs> But, uh, and, uh, nine months later, like three days before he died, I'm opening a fucking letter, Maury style saying, it's not my kid. And I went, holy fuck. And the only way I describe it is, you know, he's literally on hospice. Yeah. yeah. And I go, you know, he's kind of in this corner over here and I read, I was like, 0%. And like, have you seen, uh, 
Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. When the grandpa hadn't gotten out of bed for a while and like started dancing around like all fucking lethargic and shit. The Maury backflip. Yeah, dude. He, I, I did do that. I made a snap about that with Maury saying Bobby because I found a Hell guy yeah. named Bobby. And uh, my dad's like, oh, he's fucking like, gets up and he's like, oh, he's on morphine, right? And he's like, give me a drink. And I was like, a beer. He's like fuck you a water i was like oh that's right this dude doesn't drink water in like a week like and beer is a good time though dude i was trying to give him like anything he could and he was just like not having it man like the morphine shots in the mouth he'd take but that's also because i just forced him to take it i have one of those too i i was dating a chick when i was in my early 20s and she was a bitch her family was loaded and i she they owned like a they bought out a resort on a lake which was half the lake Bought the adjacent cabins across the lake. Her her grandpa invented posi track wheels, which is like the rubber wheels that go around snowmobiles. Okay. So he like invented those, and okay, he was a hundred million dollars is what he sold his company for in like Fucking the right. late nineties. So I was just like, oh, I should stick this out. And yeah. then she tried making me write thank you cards for Christmas. And I was just like, we're done. I'm no done. shit. And then I broke up with her the next day, and then like. Ten months later, she had a baby on uh, uh, um, uh, on uh, Facebook. I saw a baby. Or one of my friends sent me. He's like, do you have a kid? Is this your girlfriend? I'm like, no, we broke up ten months ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck. But then I found out the kid's name was Bo. And that's how I knew it wasn't mine because I would never name my kid Bo. Right, so right. So it was just like the math adds up. And then like right, now. Right, that face doesn't look like a Bo. Yeah, yeah. I would never name my kid Bo. That's how I know it's not mine. Like, and, But way too tan. Very tan, curly hair, <laughs> way too tan. We're both too white to have a kid like that. What I'm more <laughs> mad about is you're talking about you hooked up with a chick who had hundreds of million dollars to tied to the name. Dude, she, her 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 grandpa had a, uh, a a private jet that he would fly from Grand Rapids to uh, Matamidi twice a week to watch her brother play lacrosse in high school fuck like they were loaded loaded it was just he had like stories talking about the actual john deere like the dude who invented john deere talked shit about his <laughs> bob like his bobcat or whatever you would call him it wasn't bobcat but that style and he'd be like you're never gonna be able to push snow in the winter with those tires blah 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 and he said the next year the cocksucker was buying all the shit for me fucking right <laughs> it's like jesus that's crazy hell yeah like I, the, and then yeah well she was a bitch so i'm out <laughs> my dad I, gives me shit about that he's like you fucking blew it dude, dude no there's <laughs> I, trust me this is coming from a guy who who uh, right so i have a seven-year-old uh-huh. so you make all the fucking wrong mistakes when you're fucking 19 and i'd break up with her we get back together i'd break up with her i'd get back together and uh Dude, I've, I, when I was young, I, that was one of the first things I'd do is, like, if I can't get along with you, we're done. And, like, every girlfriend I ever had, it'd be, like, a weekend, I'd break up with you. I'd be like, oh, cool, I got you. All right, done. And But yeah. I couldn't get along with them. Like, yep. this chick I'm with now, and I say that in the most loving way I can, <laughs> as we're about to approach our two-year anniversary, she's fucking awesome. Like, it's, she's the first chick in my entire life that I've ever been like, oh, cool, like, I can hang out with you. Yep, like, yep. I can actually talk to you. Like, she'll put up with my stupid. Yep, yep. Like it's that, great to find when you have it, too. Right. Are you guys both single? No, I have a girlfriend. Oh, fucking right. How does she like the uh, stand-up life? She loves it. She loves places like Terminal, too, where it's just dog shit, where it's just <laughs> bad. It, great vibes, but just death for 90%. 95% of the comics go up there, just die for a while. Really? And it's just, but she loves stuff like, like that. A, so is like, it a hole-in-the-bar kind of thing? It's a it's a smaller bar. It's old, too. isn't? It's like the second oldest bar in Minneapolis, right? Mm-hmm. Or something. And... uh yeah, it's just, it could 
it's just an open mic. I don't know how else to explain it. There, I get you. When you start, if you start going to open mics, you'll just be like, oh, they're all like this. The only good ones are at like the clubs. This if thing is for sure going to be in, like, like in a couple of years, I'll be like, hey, I finally went. <laughs> like, you were saying five years. How long did it take you? You said it's 16. Mm-hmm. So you knew immediately that you wanted to get up. What uh, what was it? Did you watch like Bill Cosby himself and was like, fuck, I need to do that? <laughs> no. Um, I got into like theater and musical and stuff. And then I started writing scripts, like comedy scripts. And then I started writing jokes and then I had to do stand up. Okay. What What's the most embarrassing like, like thing you ever acted in? I'll tell um, you mine if you want one first. Oh, I did blackface. <laughs> but was it was it like okay by your high school because i'm mm-hmm. it was i guess yeah. <laughs> well they let you do it right yeah i didn't i didn't realize the the how bad that is until like a year ago i was otello i was blackface hey, what what you what you what was the role otello i guess that's <laughs> italian black <laughs> I don't know why it was blackface, but it just uh, fit the role, I guess. Yeah. When when you read the script, it happened to be black, like a black guy. You thought of saying it. That's awesome. No, I'm just kidding. But like a super, yeah, not we're just, sure. we're not gonna go with black. How about super tan Italian? I did oh tan no, I was face. black. <laughs> I was black I did Italian face. Oh <laughs> fuck, man! You make me feel like an asshole. I was the last time I was ever in a play was uh, it was uh something about Christmas in fourth grade, and I was Cadet Cruz Claus or Crew. Cadet Cruise Claws, and it was supposed to be like Tom Cruise or some shit. And I was some asshole, like third cadet, because I was too late to the Santa edition. And and the fucking teacher eventually ended up trying to get me kicked off bus patrol. So we didn't have a good relationship at all. How old were you in this? Oh man, I'm fourth grade. Fourth grade. And that was the last time I fucking. Was... I think that was the last time I did any acting. I was the lion in the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, and I just sat in a lion <laughs> outfit on a chair. What was my role? But you were majestic, right? Like how did I was how... just a chubby fourth grader that they... with a big mane on my face. It's just like I, I filled that role perfectly. Fucking right. You just needed to kind of just be there. And just, just be kinda... a lazy line for a while. Fucking right. <laughs> Dude, tell me about some of your comedy scripts. Have you ever like acted any of them out, or have you ever like put any of them to uh, to uh, you know uh, a bit or anything like that? Or, or tell me, explain to you guys this comedy. So, are you guys storytellers? Are you guys you know you think of a joke and write it down, or do you I'm s- set up punchline. Okay. I like old non sequitur style comedy. Okay. I like a punchline every 30 seconds. Who can you model uh, your comedy My after? favorite people are, and I guess that's who kind of you model after, is who you like. Oh, for sure. My podcast. And, um, yeah. So I love Hedberg. He's probably my favorite. I love Dave Attell. I love <laughs> Stephen Wright. I love Patrice O'Neill. Those are like my favorite people. Dude, Dave Attell's best joke, and I can't say it because of the times we're in, but when Dave Attell says, I'm no longer going to address midgets as midgets, I'm going to call them floor. Mm." (laughs) Dude. Um, my favorite Attell joke is I hated travel. I hate traveling. Uh, maybe because my father beat me with a globe. (laughs) I was like, I love jokes like that. Hell yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, my favorite comedian, my favorite right now is Norm MacDonald. Obsessed with Norm Macdonald. Zach Galifianakis was the comic that got me into stand-up with Live at the Purple Onion. Yeah. And Stephen Wright. I would transcribe Stephen Wright jokes when I started. The guy on the couch. watch it and completely, yeah. Yeah. 
If you're a half baked fan, he was the guy on the couch. Yeah. Um, dude, Norm McDonald, I love his bit where he's like, it's all about the delivery. Like, have you guys? Okay, let me ask you this because I know we we said like you kind of mimic your favorite whatever. Yep. Have you guys found your your step yet, or are you still kind of finding it? I don't. So, I don't know if I have. I mean, I don't think you do for a while, and I'm only a year and a half, almost two years in. Yeah. And. I just write what I think is funny when I sit down to write every day. Right on. And then sometimes you're just like, as you're writing, and you're like, oh, this is definitely so and so, or this yeah. is definitely so and so. Yeah. You try to make it so it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the times it ends up still being that. Right. Well, you're heavily influenced, especially yeah. until you can find that moment. And like, you know, exactly. I listened to Joey Diaz said he didn't find his place until 20 years ago. Yep. You know, it's like, holy fuck. All right. Like he was in it for fucking years. Mm hmm. What about what about you? Um, yeah, same thing. All right, I'm so obsessed with Norm right now that I'll write shit and tell Max, and I'll be like, "Yep, that's listening too much Norm. I gotta <laughs> balance it out." What? So I'll just write some fucked up shit. Uh, there you go. His last his last comic special was something in Hitler's dog. And <laughs> and then uh, like it was like what the fuck? And then and then uh, I love the joke that he has where it's uh. Uh, you know, back back in the day, you used to get one photo of your grandpa, and then uh, like now you're you know in, in the future you're gonna be like, do you want to see a hundred thousand pictures of my <laughs> <Yeah>. grandpa? <laughs> like it's just so basic, but the 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 humor that's like so blatant and like not even almost like well anybody could have thought of that, but nobody did. Humor is fucking great. When I was uh, I, I'm a carpenter is my job, and at work I would watch uh, the Norm Macdonald's podcast and. One of my favorite favorite ones is uh, the punchline is uh, it's a knickknack paddywhack. Give the frog alone. His old man was a Rolling Stone. And the whole setup is just it's a frog trying to get a loan at the bank. And that's <laughs> the whole punchline. And I would tell that to coworkers. We'd be sitting working together, and I'd start doing that whole thing because it was like one of my favorite jokes at the time. Hell yeah! And I'd just start telling it, and I'd get to that punchline too, and they'd be like, "Just shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> they'd be so mad. They sat through five minutes of rambling for that. But I love shit like that, too. Hell yeah. Dude, it, the best thing about comedy is that there is no fucking benchmark. There is nothing. You can literally, if you can laugh, it's comedy. Yep. And even if you can't laugh, if the idea is to make you laugh, it's mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Which is the entire point. Like, you know, like we talked about influences. This is 100% influence because I listened to way too much Joe Rogan. I listened to way too much like Joey Diaz where like I went into a podcast uh, a year ago and we called it the upper poor, and I wanted it to be the most raunchy fucking like dumb yeah. shit I could say on the podcast, and it's like that backfired as fuck because <laughs> the two guys I got I fucking worked with got sick of it. So Hell it was yeah. like, all right, I'll try not to be as dumb, <laughs> but I'll fucking you know start interviewing dudes, and sometimes it's gotten real and and other shit. How much of your guys's personal life affects your comedy? Uh, for me, I guess a little bit, but a lot of mine is just what you think of throughout the day very made up there's so much stuff like i'll one joke i'll be gay the next joke i'll be straight the next joke i'll have an amputee girlfriend it's like none of it is real in my head it's all just trying to write jokes that are funny that's fucking awesome that's what i like yeah so i respect the crazy like that the the imagination of it you know that you you have to made up yeah. everything you say you can make up right as long as it's funny it doesn't matter if it's made up yeah especially uh theo vaughn is very good at that there's so much of that he says that i just start laughing going how the fuck does somebody like 
I would I I so badly love hearing that because I want to think like that because that makes me laugh so fucking bad. Is like that's just when you start talking about hamster bones, it's like God damn it! Like what the fuck do I have in my life that could even <laughs> resemble hamster bones? You know, there's there's definitely a lot of stuff that influences like a scenario will play out. Yeah, and then you'll see something that's funny about that, but it won't necessarily be that scenario. Right, it'll just be. Oh, this made me think I went to wherever you went. And you're like, oh, what could be funny that happened at so-and-so? Okay. And make up a scenario from then. Right. There you go. So it's a lot of – mine's all made up. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think you could tell who I am as a person from my stand-up at all. I get you. Like it's just completely – I like that, though. Invented. You get to <laughs> you get to kind of create that persona then is, is how crazy do you want to be? Yep. You know, how how not imaginative, because I hate that sounds like a fucking five. Like I tell my kid to use her imagination when I'm bored with playing with her. <laughs> but but there's there's like that thing where you want to be able to think creatively, not yep. not so in a box. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it is imagination. Yeah. I think you have to have a. You have to have a wild. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think you got to be good at inventing stuff in your head to make something funny. Right. I think. Well, I mean, you can do it without it, but I think. Every comic has a great imagination. Yeah. Either, it's either how you perceive things, and that can be, you know, exactly. I could be an asshole, and that how you perceive things is your imagination because it's how you're taking it and bending it into your own fucking reality or, yep. or hilarity or whatever the fuck you want to, you know, clarity yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to fucking find it in that way. Yeah. It, uh, it's awesome because there's no, like you said, there's no benchmark. You can do whatever you want. Right. You can be whoever you want. And, the whole thing is just to get laughs. Yeah. It's like, and if it works, it works. That's what's great. And that's why like even terminal times for us, it's, Oh, we're just writing articles in whatever way you want to view it too. Like, yeah. We do articles where we make fun of Trump. We do articles where we make fun of Biden. We do. It's like, we're not going to pick sides on anything. You can just, as long as it's funny, it's funny. Yeah, and, for sure. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Hey, but, and, and, the thing I love too is, do you find yourself poking more fun at like the, uh, not the, you're never supposed to jab down, right? In comedy, like they always joke about, right? But the idea is like it's most audiences, yeah, mo- on the ground. <laughs> exactly. That fucking joke alone tell, exactly tells you where you're at. Um, but they always say like punching down is the hard one to get audiences to agree mm-hmm. with. Punching up, to me, it's like if Trump is the joke all the time. Hit him with the Biden joke. Hit him with the, you know, like my yeah. posts on Facebook are, are more jokes to me because it's like, well, don't fucking parade your fucking asshole white dude in front of this dude and be like, he's a better white guy. Like, I thought a year ago the whole problem was white guys, and now we're just parading the lesser of the evil yeah, one? Like, like, fuck you. Kamala Harris arrested so many people and then kept it's them Kamala. in jail after they found out that they were innocent. Yeah. And then... For cheap doesn't labor. believe in dinosaurs. So yeah. it's like they're both idiots. No. And <laughs> well, and the fact that like, you know, like if the Democrats, I love my, my buddy said uh, Democrats talk to black people like once every four years, yeah. which is fucking true. Yeah. And, and you look at, and this is, you know, this Lenny Bruce a, talked about that in the 50s, in the 50s and 60s. Lenny Bruce would talk, he, his jokes are poking fun at liberal people. And I, there's a joke, it's it's very dated, but from the times, but it, like what he was talking about, you're like, oh, holy shit. And the whole scenario is him playing out at a party and he's being a liberal person talking to a black guy at a party. And he goes, the, immediately they ask him, so are you one of the magi- magician or uh, musicians or what are you doing here? They're like, why is this guy here? He must be one of the talent. That's yeah, the yeah. only reason a black guy would be here. Fuck. And it's like, that's hilarious that 
liberals have been thinking like that forever. And yeah. he's talking about that forever. And I don't know. It just, I think it's so stupid to just pick <laughs> one side all the time. It's, it's people it's boring. It's, it's people voting for teams. You know, mm-hmm. it's like watching the Steelers versus the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. You're like, I want fucking, I, I wish fucking Ben Roethlisberger got cancer. The fucking <laughs> asshole. Like, because you're a Philly fan. Like why? Like, like the whole idea of is, is to work like, not everybody's idea is going to be the same, which is why you're supposed to have a countering fucking, like, side on the other hand going, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, the religious bullshit, that can all fucking leave. I'm yeah. sick of it. Yep. But but you can have a fucking talk and you can disagree because the whole idea is, like, what's good for me might not be good for you, but what's good for the majority is good for the fucking name. Yeah, yeah. Not the other way around, which is... You know what? I, I was texting Charlie a few days ago when Trump came out with COVID saying he had COVID. And I was just like, dude, he's going to use all the liberals, that, like everyone that was tweeting at him that he was dying. Like, like you should die. Like shit like that. And it's yeah. like, dude, he's going to take that. And he's going to be like, look how un-American yeah. Democrats are for wanting the president to be dead. And it's like, he's so clearly going to bring that up eventually. He's gonna, they want the president dead. They're not American. It's just like, Jesus, well, how stupid can you be just right. to not see that too? Well, and if you're a fan of, of – my favorite thing is like Trump's voters are are people who believe in nationalism. You know, you've got to love the USA. And if you yep. know Doug Stanhope, Doug Stanhope's famous yep. thing is uh, nationalism is just people – who uh, are happy that other people did shit for them or yeah. something along the lines of like, you know, I, obviously that's a terrible misquote, but it's getting the lines of you're just happy that other people fucking like did the shit for you. And now you get to be like, USA, yeah. you, uh, and you're some fucking patriot because was, you, you chanted it. I was listening to a book uh, called Sapiens by uh, Yuval, Noah Yuval or something like that. He's an Israeli scholar, but it basically is just like the evolution of humans. He starts at where we were, when we Homo sapiens first started coming around, there were still like Neanderthal. Yeah. There were still like three other species of Homo. Is that what they're called? Is, is Homo? Well, ho- okay, well, <laughs> Homo is like the thing is people get fucked up. Is now you're gonna think gay, but it's like Homo means that you're with the same thing, right? Or, like yeah, essentially, so is, is Homo the family or is it the type? Well, we're, sapien would be the Homo sapien specific thing. Yeah, Homo sapien is human, but I think that's because we only procreate with other but i, but it's, I don't know it's, i don't fucking know uh what's the it's latin so is it the is the sapien the specific like genus or the family is homo the family or is homo the genus so like we're you both know how, like, representing northern states <laughs> so bad for colleges so right stupid. now um the no i get you like canines is like the whole family and yeah. then there's a specific after right. that breaks on oh this is a wolf oh this is a coyote but it all starts with right. like can a die or whatever well because between every dog they're all within the same fucking yeah. like dna of like 99 percent, and then a pug is the same as a fucking black lab which yeah, makes yeah. no sense the, well the, in that that book i got off track that book was talking about like uh the creation of religion and it broke it down to like modern religion is and it, he broke he broke it down scientifically, and it made so much sense how Nash and basically any of the isms is a religion nowadays, like uh, socialism, it's capitalism, capitalism, socialism, uh, nationalism. He brought up and talked about it, and it made so much sense. And it's like, oh, it is just a like you have days that you celebrate like a religion, and what is yeah. there? There's uh, Memorial Day, Fourth of July. It's like an actual religion when you think about nationalism. It's like 
it really Palm is Sunday and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it is a type of religion. It's for sure. strange as hell, dude. The whole thing is, uh, um, did you do you listen to Rogan at all? Yeah. Yep. Did you listen to the one about psychiatrics and uh, like the Greek? Um, uh, psychedelics <laughs> dude yeah yeah where like religion and psychedelics go yep. hand in hand yep, yep dude so i mean fuck that right then and there i, I was dude when you started talking about the first people i was like please tell me you're gonna talk about magic mushrooms or like the, <laughs> the magic mushroom theory where like that open consciousness to people which is like i would fucking hope who but, knows dude i got a guy that i work with that i call the missing link because he's just the dumbest person I've ever met. Like ne- part Neanderthal yeah, or something? Yeah, he's the person that went from Neanderthal to Homo sapien. He's the one that can't He's the find. transition. Yeah, he's got a big head. He's, he's the Caitlyn Jenner. He's the Caitlyn Jenner of Homo he sapiens. He grunts half the day, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy needs to get studied by science. <laughs> oh, fuck. They say, like, ginger people are part Neanderthal. I, I don't know. Are you ginger, I, by the way? I can see the the, the way the lights hitting you. I feel I, uh, I felt like I had to ask that at first. I'm redheaded, but I don't see it. My beard's red when I grow it You're out. You're just Irish. Yeah, that's well, me. Scottish. I did a DNA test. I'm Scottish. Dude, I'm scared to do that shit. Did you do the one where you my spit mom, in the tube? Yeah, my uh, my mom told me my whole life I was Mexican because <laughs> because she was adopted, and on her adopted papers when her parents gave her up, her dad was German. Just said 100% German because it yeah. asked what their nationality or whatever they were. And her mom was 100% Mexican. So I was in like northern states. They did uh, October was Mexican-American Heritage Month. <laughs> so I was on the poster. And like I was played with like Gerardo Manana or Magana or what's his name? Gerardo Manana. <laughs> Manana tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Gerard, he was a offensive lineman. And then I remember that poster came out, and it was just a bunch of Mexican dudes with, like, Alvarez, Gerardo, and just a bunch of Mexican Here's athletes. Chapman. And then me. And they're like, bro, you're Mexican? I was like, yeah, man, 25%. No shit. So, so were you Mexican when Hell you did no. the DNA test? No? <laughs> Hell no. Fuck. None at all. I've been living a lie. Oh, man. that's, that's I like cal- telling people I'm legally Mexican. That's cultural appropriation. Can I use a bathroom? Yeah, man, go for okay. it. Is it? So all the way around, literally, it's like right where those black squares are. If you like went like square around my house, okay, cool. So like Pac-Man around, and then like you know left, 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 and then you'll see it straight ahead. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's no, why you're I've good. Quiet. I get you, man. No, you're fine. I'm trying to hold mine, so it's like ah. I just don't want to take a dump in your house. Nah, dude. We had a guy. <laughs> I honestly. Oh, sorry, man. So I'm not good with fucking people, right? And uh. I had a guy come over, bring his kid over. They were next door neighbors, and he fucking uh, brought his kid. You know, we're um, I'm trying to keep the kids out of my house because I don't like the kid. So I put a TV outside, and I'm like, "Fuck it, it's 60 degrees." Kid, put put a sweatshirt on, and uh, dude's kind of like, you can see even he's getting sick of it. And it's like, "Fuck you, you're here for two hours. You're fucking sitting outside. I'm not letting you in my house." Yep. Dude, he goes inside. He goes, "Hey, can I use your bathroom?" This motherfucker's gone for 20 minutes. And, like, I'm already mad that he's shitting in my house because there's no reason why you're gone unless you're shitting in my house for 20 fucking minutes. And I don't give a fuck. You know, if you had to, whatever. But uh, his kid fucking falls down my little path here because it's, it's a rental. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, the sidewalk's almost a fucking, like, derby turn. Like, you've, yep. it's a fucking deep dive. So her, you know, three-year-old eats shit. Well... I'm not one of these dads who fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this kid's over there crying and doing the sniffles. And it's like, cool, your dad will get out here soon and he'll figure it out. 
and 20 minutes goes by. This kid's had time to calm down or whatever. Baby's dead. Dude, I don't give a fuck. It's, she's fine. She's being like, every once in a while, she'll like start the, it's like, knock it off, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. That's like, the worst. No, she's looking for attention. And then he gets out and, and he asked me for like a fucking wet cloth. And I was like, here you go. They gave him a wet cloth. And then I go back to watching the Vikings game. And I guess the rest of the time he kept saying something about a Band-Aid and my girlfriend would hear it. Mm-hmm. And I just, if, if you need, a, I tell my daughter, if you need a Band-Aid, it ain't that fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. Sure as shit, he was, I guess he was like, do you need a Band-Aid, sweetie? And like, I don't hear that shit. So I'm just watching this game. And like, I get, dude, I messaged him that night saying, how's the kid? Nothing back. And I go, sweet. Now I don't have to fucking hear from you again. Oh, that's amazing. And asking a little kid if they need anything is always a bad call because they need everything all the time. Dude, it's it's a fucking... Well, and again, I don't deal with, like, kids that fucking... You know, I don't know if you guys have kids or not, but I don't fucking I might, deal... I don't know. We talked about that. <laughs> I've got two, and I almost had the third. The third? The three? Um, no, I... I got in. Sorry, I was looking at you. I was like, "Fuck, man, I gotta make that table a little more." I was thinking, I uh, mid sentence, I was like, "Ah, it's a tight squeeze over there, isn't it?" I was like, "I gotta pull that table a little over more." Oh, it's fine. I'm pretty stationary. What I gotta <laughs> do is fucking. I know, right? It's it's not. There's not much room, man. That's the one thing is I'm trying to figure out how to maximize like everybody coming here. But most of the time, I have like one guest, so I just yeah, throw yeah. them in that chair, and it's like, well, now you have fucking free room, you know. But uh, no, nah, man. So. Where do you guys see the terminal times ending? Now that everyone's back from a piss break, I'm thinking about taking a piss, by the way. But um, we actually kind of talk about goals every once in a while. Yeah, it's good. I think our first goal was to try and get a write up. Our first goal was to try and get a write up with City Pages. We we talked about it, and then three months later, it happened, and we're like, "This is awesome." So explain what happened then, because I think that's what I met. I ended up seeing something, and then, dude, you never posted anything from the Terminal Times, or I'm just an asshole and never saw anything that you posted from the Terminal Times, but all of a sudden, I seen that page, and I was like, wait, I fucking follow this dude, (laughs) and I was like, oh, shit, but uh, sorry, go on, so how does that happen? How do you, how does, you know, you have a goal, and then City Pages gets a hold of you? Yeah, uh, we're just consistent with daily posts yeah um i think people started noticing it and uh then we got some like writers from city pages writing articles oh, oh we shit. got one we got one writer yeah yeah really good professional writer and developed a had a rapport with him uh and then we put on the showcase at the terminal bar so he had the idea why not promote the show and terminal times and an article yeah and uh yeah we knew we could do it um we knew that it would happen eventually because it was uh i think the one different there wasn't there isn't a there isn't another satire site in minneapolis yeah there's nordly nordly which is they're funny i like nordly too nordly's cool but it's that's minnesota yeah. So there's no Minneapolis satire site. So we figured if you stick around long enough, then it becomes like, oh, this isn't like a one-week thing. Right. Know, which can happen a lot. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, and talk about a podcast, man. There's millions of them popping up. I'm just trying to outlast people by terrible content, and yeah. then hopefully it'll get better over I time. I think that's everything. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Is, it's a muscle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And quitting when shit is hard is never going to be conducive to making it great. Yeah. 
and it's just gonna you just got to keep going basically and i think right now our next goal we talked about was paid advertisement would be awesome Mm -hmm. and uh i I mean we look at it for us we talk about it all the time it's like when it posts because we have like 278 likes or something right now and which is awesome for six months of just writing bullshit that we enjoy and like we want to hit I think 500 and then a thousand would be great. Yeah, man. And it's like it, when a post gets like eight likes, we're like, Oh, this post fucking killed. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, yeah. Is, which is awesome because it's like, it's getting great engagement for the number of like likes on it. And then, but then when you look at like the whole picture and you look at like a, like an onion article with like 20,000 likes and then ours are like seven or eight. And that's like, Oh, we killed. And then they're way up there. And then when an article on onion gets like, Five thousand likes. You're like, oh, this kind of bombed, and our bombs are like no likes, and like two people looked at it. Dude, I talk fucking shit on YouTube videos that I see with like, oh, you got twenty three views. Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> Where like my fucking podcast, I'm happy if my numbers like hit twenty. Yeah, yeah. Like and and like uh, there's podcasts that have hit good. Like you know, again, kind of like what you're saying. Like there's some that you know they fucking hit, and you're like, hell yeah, like you know. But dude. Like, I have a base number, and it's like, please fucking hit this. I don't want to have to delete this just because it's not very good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done that where, like, it's mostly my own content. Like, I realize, like, okay, people are not here for me, which yep. is why I don't want to talk about me ever. But at some point, I don't know. I got good stories like the fucking DNA test. But it's like, no, nah, this is about guests, obviously. That's why they fucking listen. Fucking stop talking about you. Do you – Trying to figure out how to word this. Sorry. And I'm also been drinking White Claws before you got here. So <laughs> kind of the same idea. I'm trying to figure out not how to piss right now. Um, do you find yourself writing for views? Or have you kind of come to the idea that you got to write for yourself and the views will come? I think we're – we I'm, I'm at that. I don't like writing for other people ever. Not even in my own stand-up. I don't like doing that. Right. I like we said, if it's funny to us, it's might not be funny to others, but fuck it, we're posting it. Exactly. Well, that's the only person you can go by is yourself because yeah. then you can put the honesty, you can put the voice, you can put whatever idea you have to behind it to, to solidify the idea. Yeah. If you're solidifying other people's ideas, you'll never match it because it's a fad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, I feel bad not – we should talk uh, – we have a – Jacob Knuckles is a writer for us. He's mm-hmm. another writer. He's brilliant. Like for me and Charlie, we talked about trying to get in and out of stand-up brain. This guy is – so good at satire like mm-hmm. well he'll send us an ideal at like nine in the morning and he'll have a 300 word article written up in 20 minutes later and you read through it and you're like i don't have anything to edit on here i don't have anything to punch up at all like yeah. this, this guy is brilliant and he's one of the main writers for us he's not here right now but yeah, yeah yeah i felt like i had to bring jacob up i was like oh we haven't even talked about the writers on it yet i've yeah, done a terrible a job deal. i've been asking way too many personal questions no I that's fine way more he, uh, times. he uh He's fantastic. He's such a good satire writer. He's mm-hmm. hilarious. And he's honestly with stand up starting for both of us, it's it's tough to try and put out we what we're we're doing an article every day of our own. And mm-hmm. now that stand up's back, it's we're lucky if we get an article of, I I'm lucky if I get one or two articles a week written of myself because it's like I personally I choose stand up over it, but you don't want to let it die ever. So you're just like, I have to keep writing articles. You got to keep working the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And he is just helped to stay afloat when stand up started just because he was pumping shit out for us every single day. Hell yeah. And it's like, this guy is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a writer first. 
yeah he's where we're comics first i'd say yeah so um, so it helped to have somebody who's kind of the the direction uh not lead but somebody who who excels in that spot it's the x factor yeah yeah, yeah for sure he's now, a third he, guy i was gonna say uh did you all start three together no, it was Max and I. Okay, and then and then you brought him in. Gotcha. We didn't even we he messaged us. Mm-hmm. We didn't even meet him for the first four months of him writing for us. Hell yeah! And then we he went to an open mic with us and we talked to him. It was like very strange at first. It's like oh, hey guy that's been writing articles for us every week. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's a huge part of Terminal Times now. Fucking right, he's man. Very integral. We appreciate him a lot. Fucking right. That's awesome, man. Dude, you taking a piss. I got to take a piss. Go ahead. Dude, plug as much as you can. I'm doing a terrible job of it. Talk about it. Do Say anything. I'll make sure to put this as the front of it. But I feel bad ditching you on my own podcast. Oh, no worries. Man, I'm just going to talk about the swastika in that upper corner. When when did you get the Nazi memorabilia put here? Wait till you see the Jew working in. Who, who do you think fucking is power in this electricity? I have a Jew in like a hamster wheel downstairs. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, Terminal Times. Uh our uh, Facebook page is The Terminal Times. Uh, you guys should follow us on that. Uh, we're funny as much as we can be. And uh, honestly, go support live comedy, too. If you guys are listening to this, uh, we need your help. Comics need audience members. So, uh, you know, go to an open mic and maybe enjoy it. Maybe not enjoy it because it's an open mic. What do you got, Charlie? November 6th at Terminal Bar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Show there. November 6th, come to Terminal Bar off of Hennepin in northeast Minneapolis. Uh, we have a show going on. Uh, who's that? We don't know who the headliner is yet, but we'll have a good one. We promise you that. Yep, tickets, five bucks. $5 tickets at the door. Possibly a hot dog dinner. Who knows? Probably not, though. <laughs> Damn. I was just going to say nothing. <laughs> just say nothing. Just be quiet the whole time. <laughs> I have to edit it out. <laughs> That's how it'd be with Kelly and I. Just no one the, talking at all. Yeah, for the people at home, Kelly Berger, check him out too. <laughs> He's Ke- hosting Terminal. Ter- Kelly Berger is the shit. One of the best comedians in Minneapolis. Uh, but I just say that because he's a quiet guy. Yeah. And when when Kelly and I hang out, there's a lot of moments where it's just like three to five minutes of not saying anything absolute silence yeah just quiet and no one talking for 10 minutes pool yeah (laughs) what's going on oh we were talking about a buddy of ours who's a comic and he's hosting the show we just brought up the november 6th we have a show at the terminal bar um a couple i think uh, i'll be on it kelly Berger will be hosting um Ira Ford is though the comic on it. Zach Ashton. And Zach Ashton, and then there's a headliner as well. And we were just talking about how Kelly Berger, uh, Kelly Berger's very autistic and very quiet a lot. <laughs> He's legitimately autistic, and he talks about it on stage, but very silent. And we'll play pool with them sometimes. Charlie more so than I, and Charlie's quiet if you can tell. And they'll just both be basking in the silence for like hell yeah eight minutes of pool. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! But but I feel like it. One, if you're okay with that, you match that personality. Like like, was that something that immediately you were like, oh cool, we don't talk, so like this works out? Oh yeah, I love it. 
See, so comfortable. You make me feel awkward as fuck, man. Like, <laughs> not so, dude, I, dude, I just feel so bad. Like, I'm trying to, like, make you laugh where it's just, like, I know, like, that at least kind of opens people up. And and I'm getting good at podcasts where, like, I know when people, like, change in their voice. Like, you're very kind of like this. But then when I get you excited, your voice will pop up. It's like, where can I hit that button more? <laughs> That's awesome. No, you're good, man. But uh, that is – so are you an introvert? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how introverted, like, are you to the point where, like, you weren't introverted and then you came to the dark side and were like, fuck, this is much better? Or have you always been it where, like, you naturally are like, get the fuck away from me? I've always been introverted. I've been mute. I was mute, basically, when I was really young. Yeah. Uh, But I got into stand-up because I did go a bit crazy when I was 16, when I was doing the theater stuff. So I was loud for, like, a year. (laughs) <laughs> and then went back to being quiet which is really weird now how's your stand-up are you like yelling and like you're fucking out Never. there or are you like no. quiet and kind of deliver like this i'm just like this yeah you, that's awesome yeah. see so you, you kind of got your voice then yeah my phys- yeah my physical <laughs> my voice. physical yeah. voice i Who knows you. about writing I, I don't know i got you but you're into that i, I think i'm sorry I've, I've been drinking white claws did you say like you kind of have that same idea is 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 did we, did we break down your format? Uh, I know you're quiet, so that's why I'm trying to remember. Like, did you did you talk? No, I got you, man. Like, um, how do you how do you go about writing? How do you how did you go about? I mean, I, I know 16. Yeah, well, when I was 16, I was basically just emulating Stephen Wright. Yeah, so very self-deprivating, very like singular sentence kind of material. Yep. Okay. Yeah, nothing about myself. And it's still kind of the same way. I don't really like hearing deep shit about people. I just yeah. like comedy to be like a drug. Right, like you yeah. go to it to fucking have a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. To I have uh, a reaction. The the yeah. reaction is the best. The uh, I'm the same way. I don't like hearing people's stories. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not a story. I don't like storytelling comics. I mean, I get why. I like, I think some are funny. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just, like, I said my favorite. They're all set up punchline, set up Yeah, for sure. Punch. I love shit like that. For sure. I felt really stupid asking the question earlier that, like, are you guys all comics? But, like, <laughs> that's a real thing. Oh, it is. And, and like, I don't want to, you know, obviously, like, right then and there, I would have known the direction in which to go to because, like, Hannah Gatsby, like, has to be, like, the Lord and Jesus, Savior Christ. Because Hannah Gatsby's fucking alt comic, like, have you have, obviously? Do you guys listen to Legion of Skanks at all? I do occasionally. Oh, see, that's one, like, that's one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. I wish it wasn't. Isn't it like a paid format now? You have to pay for it. So they have Gas Digital, and you oh. can listen to um, every episode and every content of their episode. If you listen to anything on anything else, it's like the only thirty episodes. It's oh, the last okay, okay. twenty or thirty episodes you can listen to, and it's like four days behind because they do their shows on Monday and then release it Thursday. Uh, I feel like I gotta talk Charlie up a bit here because he's quiet. But this dude moved from Michigan like what a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah, almost two years. And then he came here and then won the Acme's Funniest Contest last year. Oh fuck, man! Charlie's brilliant, dude. He's very quiet and but goddamn, he's funny. <laughs> Dude, how many yeah. podcasts am I going to have to do with you before you open up and then you start talking about, like, the first time you got laid? Because I feel like that's never happened. Ha- I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I got to ask you that. I, the fact that now, like, I can play into, like, you're very quiet and I've been trying to do it. Dude, it's, it's been like, a, oh, I've known him a year and a half since he moved here and it's still this for me. There you go. He's mm-hmm. used to it. That's awesome, man. 
hey man whatever works for you you know like i pretty much just don't like people so like this whole podcast has been like who can i get to reply back to me on on dms because at least i like those people mm-hmm. how many like, how many no's do you get in a week how many how often how do you go about that it's kind of like what you said like out of 40 i mean you're you're hitting so many where it's just like hopefully somebody says yes like and they're not all big names dude it's never been about the names because i know the podcast can't be about how big of a person can be on the podcast it has to be people one that i'm interested in and two they have to want to come on also. Like, I yep. can't beg people to want to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like uh, a lot. I mean, I just, like I said, COVID helped a lot because I could get, you know, like I got, uh, and, and the worst part is I did it so quick, I should have saved some of them for people I was ready for. Like, yeah, yeah. now I know to drink before the podcast because I can be so scared just because it's like I'm, I'm very much like you, man. Like, I talk a lot more, but like, it's more like I'm trying to get you to like me. So I'm going to get you to laugh. But a lot of people, I bomb. Like, I, I bomb in just regular life. Like, that's why it's like I, 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 I've taken, like, eight years to go to a fucking – Dude, what do you mean? I just brought, like, as many six-packs as they sell or eight-packs or whatever, nine-packs. I don't know. But, dude, drink as many as you want. You like um, the claw, Charlie? Dad, did you First like it? First time, yeah. I had a few sips. It, had a few sips? Dude, uh, I'm just – I drank beer for so long, but I'll get a headache as soon as I drink a beer now. It's like I, I had to switch to something, and I gave so much shit about White Claws. My old man would have – he's dust right now, but he's he'd be rolling if he had a body. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was one of these old-fashioned, like, Miller Lite, fucking all these dudes. The High Life? Yeah, oh, he, uh, the High Life was gas, like, gasoline to him, but he liked Budweiser and shit. <laughs> yep. And, so the White Claws, I don't know, man. But, I like uh, hard liquor normally. I'm a, I like tequila. I love tequila. I've gotten into Cheetos a little bit, but hard alcohol has been the one thing I stayed away from. Yeah. I cannot do it. I'm, I'm a different fucking person, man. Like, so I was kind of joking. Uh, I was thinking about it when, when you guys said that. Uh, what, uh, the, the terminal is the bar. Yep, terminal bar. When you said that it's kind of a, a certain place when you walk, you know, around it and, and it's kind of got a vibe. It's definitely got a vibe. <laughs> I walked out of uh, my one of the jokes I have is is I walked out of the, not a joke again storytelling. Um, I walked out of a bar after meeting the girlfriend I had, and I can't remember if it was I walked out of it or walked into it before. All I remember is a dude yelling out, and he was obviously black because the voice is going to be black. But he goes, "Hey man, I got Xanax, five or I got bars, five for twenty five. <laughs> And I only had five bucks on cash me. I was like, hey, man, I'll take one. And he just gives me this little blue pill, which now people I talk to say that's not a Xanax. Yep. I went. <laughs> and then I went, I should probably tell somebody I took that. Yep. And, and then you were hard for a week because he gave you Viagra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he gave me something that I black out somewhere as I find the hotel that I searched downtown randomly around 2 o'clock in the morning for like a half an hour. I was a mark. For anybody who's ever fucking marked somebody in their fucking life. Did you have a hotel already or were you just trying to find it? No, no, no. We had a hotel. So I was just trying to find – I kept calling it the Millennial Hotel, but it was the Millennium. (laughs) (laughs) And so like – and already off the bat, by the time I'd gotten off of work, checked into the hotel, and went to go cash my check, a group of homeless men in my paint clothes asked me if I played for the Timberwolves. And I said, no, sir. I paint for a living as I'm fully covered in fucking paint. I'm literally about to go cash my check and go drink in a fucking bar that I've never drank in. I did paint the Timberwolves floor, though. That was fucking right. <laughs> See, well, I, well, as soon as you said Carpenter, I was like, minus this podcast, I am a painter. So if you ever have a client who fucking says, I need painting done. Hell yeah. Thank you, sir. I might need a, I might need my house painted eventually. I'll here. fucking paint anything. <laughs> you hang your dick out and I'll paint it. 
Um, Perfect. Not, that's not much paint, too. That'd be beautiful. Uh, there's a second layer and then a third layer, and you got to put a finish. Probably a in gallon, it. then. It'd probably take a gallon. <laughs> Lucky. Now I think about it. I, just, I could dip mine in a tuna can, and it'd be done. <laughs> um, two times, though. Two times for the base layer, and then the... Oh, fuck, man. Dude, I, I've been so, like, badly looking. Like, I have... I've had a guy, uh, Sean, Sean Oakman, uh, played football for Baylor, um, got accused of raping a girl, lost his NFL career. Um, I've had him on. I've had uh, guys who play in the How CFL. How did that go? Can I ask that? Sorry. Three years goes by, and the guy was found not guilty. Oh, Jesus. But he, dude, he was a first-round talent. He's an NFL meme. If you've ever seen the guy at Baylor whose fucking shirt is, you know, his jersey is doing the tuck-in, and he's got tattoos all the way up and down. He's 6'9", 300 pounds in the photo. Jesus. And the, and the meme, he became a, a – internet meme because it was the ref flips the coin and the ref says heads and sean oakman says tails and then the ref says tails you know because he's <laughs> he's physically fucking incredible but but so the guy you know exact story you know he hooks up with a chick the chick says you know uh he raped me um unconsensually and and obviously that's rape but but <laughs> consensual rape consensual rape <laughs> that's when your girlfriend says i like the rough stuff and that's no. when she's 14 and she uh. said <laughs> Dude, if you're in California, that's, that's actually legal now, by the way. It's legal uh, well, now? it's not legal, but you don't get the fucking... You gotta uh, get the okay from the parents. You don't get the red dot tagged, yeah. That's all I fucking know. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Right, that's why liberals get jokes thrown at them so fucking hard now. But uh, anyways, off that point, he's doing good. He's got his own brand. He's starting his own company. He's he's trying to write... A, he's writing a book. I mean, he has pretty much an entire lifetime to talk about, you know, three years... Three, three, Three years worth of saving twenty years of his life, but not going to jail for something he didn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously, like I said, I started a podcast with my buddies, thinking I'm going to be the raunchiest, like Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, wannabe motherfucker I could be. And then I'm interviewing guys who are talking about some real shit, and it's like, dude, I've been so long waiting for a fucking podcast that I can just be silly at and say, you know, I got a Jew running my fucking mm-hmm. hamster wheel in the basement for fucking energy in my house. You pay him in shekels. Yeah, so exactly. It's not slavery. Well, you pay yours. <laughs> but, like, that shit, like, I love that, like, I'm not a com, I'm not a comedian, right? Like, I've never done a stand-up or a fucking open mic in a stand-up. I've never done an open mic or anything. But this, obviously, this podcast, anybody who knows me is, this is all a joke. Anything I say is a joke. Yeah. There's a, there, we just got out of the purge and this chick all of a sudden starts talking about this girl we all went to high school with, and she had three abortions. Well, out of the back, I go, sounds like somebody's been doing their own purge. And fucking got the whole fucking, you know, it's six people in a car, but everybody laughed in one of those dark laughs where it's like everyone feels bad about why they're laughing. That's the funniest shit in the world to me, you know? Yeah, I love shit like that. I love dark humor. Dark uh, humor is fun. I don't necessarily go there a lot, but I do occasionally. Like, I love stuff that is very off-colored. And uh, it's kind of – it's a hard road when you try doing that, though. Oh, very, you you got to buy into it. You yeah, can, you do have to buy into it and just completely own up to what you're saying. And sometimes it will go well and sometimes it will just tank. Right. And then you just get over that. <laughs> get over the tanks. Charlie, have you bombed? Yep. Tell me about it. I can't just take yep. Um. <laughs> I'm going to give you shit now, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've bombed. I think we all have. What, what about yours? Was it because you're very simple and people were looking for energy? Or 
was it? Not simple. I don't mean to say simple. Simple even. as like I'm simple sorry. Jack. No, no, not even simple. I'm, <laughs> simple I'm, I'm, Jack. I apologize to say that. What I mean is like you're, you're like you said, very one worded. Very you know, there's not much of a of a you know charismatic. It's more like you're gonna laugh because I said something, and you're gonna laugh at the laughter of the joke, and that you didn't really put a whole lot of confidence, which is part of the joke and how you say. It. You know, you find something, you you pick it depict i don't know how the fuck you say it you you pick something out you set it and you set it in a certain way to make people laugh right Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like we were talking about story mode you have to have this long form you have to have eight minutes worth you have to be able to make sure you hit that minute because do you guys have stage times Uh, what's the longest time you guys have uh for me i did 15 a couple weeks ago in bismarck for me and charlie went there and opened for a guy okay and did i did 15 i don't know how much charlie did like What'd you do? I did 30 last year. Holy shit. So, and I, uh, again, apologize for saying simple. For no, having, that's awesome. For, <laughs> having, like that. For, well, for having that kind of, of, of attitude on stage, how hard is it to keep going with your time limit? Like, I, cause, because you don't have to have so many words. You're, you know, you're, you're saying sentences. You have to have joke after joke after joke after joke. How does that go for you? How, how do you bomb in that situation? Uh, well, sometimes I'll just lose him by the first joke. Uh, and and then, then it's a battle. Yeah. The whole the Now would you time. dig in? Now is your style kind of like where digging in is almost more fun for you? Oh, it's super fun. Yeah, go uh, for it, man. Again, kind of Mike Minecraft your way through. Yeah, it's super it's like, fun. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Kind of had that uh, on Friday at Comedy Corner Underground, the mic there. I'd say that was a bomb. I kind of bombed and did really well at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and it was because the first joke bombed. So and kind, they of, did kind not, of. They did not understand me. Can I ask what? what, what I know this is probably uh, cliche. What was the first joke? Um. I I went up and I decided to be even quieter than before and I took a few seconds before even saying anything and I said I'm a pretty normal guy and then a, a long pause and they started laughing with that <laughs> and then I said I I uh, shoved a pregnancy test up my ass and then less laughs and uh, tested negative for pregnancy and positive for being gay <laughs> and um they they uh they didn't get it i i can have they la- it was it was really fun because it, they laughed but they were also like talking and asking questions and stuff during it right uh, so it wasn't yeah, it was. It was. I wouldn't call it a bomb because it was a loud set. You right. Know? Right. Like there, it wasn't just fucking. You can hear somebody drop something in the back. It was. There was noise, and you created some sort of uh, enthusiasm or 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 sound from mm-hmm. it. I got you. Uh, so there's definitely energy. There was a lot of energy in that set. Figuring uh, out after a pregnancy test up your butt that you're not pregnant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'd be yeah. excited. Yeah, strong thing to open on. I'm talking about CCU on Friday. How oh, I kind of yeah. bombed and killed at the same time. Kind of. It's like the Kelly Burger. 
thing. The uncomfortableness of it. Yeah. It sometimes helps. Yeah. I would say a joke. It would bomb. And then I would say something making fun of myself. It would kill. And then I'd go back to a joke. It would bomb. (laughs) And there was that for six minutes. Do you find that the audience is up there kind of laughing at you? We were laughing together. Okay. So we were all having a good time just talking shit about me and my (laughs) jokes. And I was too. And when that kind of stuff happens, I just try to go worse. So I, I tried to get as hacky as possible, basically, <laughs> so I could say something making fun of myself after that. Oh, there you go, kind of, yeah, turn them, turn them away, and then all of a sudden bring them back to something that, okay, right? It's on, okay, man. guys. I don't like me either. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's basically, fucking awesome. In a fun way. So. Yeah. Sometimes uh, we talk. We did a room. We did an open mic in St. Paul on Thursday, and we both talked about how good it is to be able to be unfazed by bombing like you have to be totally cool with just dying yeah especially because we're both non-sequitur set up punchline people and at an open mic you have to pump out you write as many as you can you're gonna get one good joke every 20 is basic i think there's late night writers that do like the monologues that i was reading a book and they're talking about like one out of 20 things that you write is going to be funny. Yeah. But you still have to try them to see if they're funny. Right. Because you don't know. Like, I've had jokes that I just are like, oh, this is uh, it's kind of funny. But then you'd be like, oh, shit, this did really well. Right, <laughs> but like, you hate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's you just have to find it. I mean, you have to die <laughs> on stage right. to find funny stuff as a setup punchline comic. Right. And... uh you just gotta you get over the bombing after a while. Like last night, I did a, I gotta do a guest spot at Camp Bar for Adrian Washington was the headliner. He's a really funny dude out of St. Cloud, and uh, I did pretty good. I had like I had one joke that just fell flat that I thought was a heater, and it was like it's worked before, it's worked plenty of times before, and I did it and it just died. And I was just like, you guys like hate me? What's going on here? <laughs> you guys not like me? Why why is no one laughing? Right. And I asked that, too. And it's just like, all right, well, next joke, I guess. Right. You just have to be okay with something not popping. Uh, kind of like an inner monologue is almost welcomed on stage because, yeah. w- one, it just puts words out there instead of silence. And, two, they know what you're now thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right on. They start to understand a little bit that, like, oh, he's just telling jokes. It's not really fun sometimes. Something, Sometimes bombs are more fun than killing to me. <laughs> I can imagine. See, that's the that's the worst part about like I love having guests in studio because a solo podcast is you don't even get a reaction. So one, you have no idea how the fuck you're doing, and two, I think anyone in this room could say just hearing the sound of your own voice back is fucking terrible. So like, oh yeah, you know, I'm answering my own questions, which I joke about this podcast is people don't want to fucking listen to me; they want to listen to the people I have on. So it's like, fuck, that's already one bad and two not good for me because fuck i can't always get a guest like you know you have to be able to supplement do you guys how do you guys go up and do a lot of the same material or is it anytime you go up is it new material and you're gonna whiff whatever the fuck you got or when you don't have let's say a fucking you know uh uh god now of course i I say all this thing about listening to people who do comics and i can't think of what is it when you do a fucking video and uh you do it just yourself um for me you treat different open mics differently yeah um until you start getting on like a showcase or something like that for me 
and Charlie as well, uh, we're both right a ton. So it's like I want at least – I have a rotation where I'm trying to – when there was more mics going on before COVID, my rotation would be three days. I had, say, an open mic was Monday. I'd do Mondays that I wrote, Sundays that I wrote, Saturdays that I wrote. And then the next day I would ditch Saturday's jokes – if anyone landed, I would write it down to say, hey, try this at a different time randomly. Okay. Don't just continuously do the same stuff. Yeah. And then Tuesday, I do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday jokes. And then Tuesdays are uh, Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesday jokes. And just rotate it like that. So try and have three minutes is kind of average for what you're getting for open mics, three minutes of time. So I would try and have at least a new minute every single day and then two minutes of other stuff that I'm working on. I got you. But... Uh, there are people that do the same stuff over and over again, and it is what it is. Right. At some point, <laughs> you're perfecting a craft, and at some point, you're not even coming up with new material. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, right now, as an open micer, I think your whole job is to come up with new stuff. I think if you just lay stagnant in the same – if I were to sit in the same five minutes, I would hate myself. <laughs> like yeah. If I was just like, oh, these are good jokes – like, you watch people do stuff that just crushes at, like, a real club with real audience members. But we don't have those at open mics. We have comics. And you'd be like, oh, they don't want to see me do the same stuff. I don't want to see them do the same stuff. So I'm just going to... Charlie yeah, pushes me to write because Charlie writes a ton. And then we kind of push each other together where it's like, oh, Charlie just wrote 30 new jokes today. I got to write 30 new jokes today. Right. And then... I was going to ask, so one of the one of the things, and I, I bring this up almost every podcast, is do you guys welcome competition? Um, one of the things I've at least listened to with the comics that I listen to is that, that you have to, like, welcome other people. Like, as many people who are willing to do the art and, like, try to succeed at it, like, you have to welcome in and try to be like, okay, so obviously 98% of these fuckers aren't going to be here at a certain point when I look back. But if I'm going to be one of the 1%, I'm going to help out anybody who sticks around to be the other 1%. Is that kind of how it goes? I I love funny people. So it's like the more funny people in the Minneapolis scene, the better to me. Yeah. There's, You're fine. I don't, I don't even cover. know if it's really competition, really, I would say. It's just other funnier people. They're yeah. just like I can be funny just with them. And, and if you can't, like if you go up after uh, – you get put up after like a real legit headliner and you tank. It's not because you, they were paying attention to them. It was because you just weren't funny or as funny or like, as funny. And yeah. it just, is just more drive. I think is right. what it gives you. Right. It's a healthy form of competition. Like, like, yeah, it'd be like, like, I don't know. I wouldn't consider it competition. Cause I don't feel like you're competing in this. Cause it's, yeah. It's still as dumb as it is to say comedy is an art form. It's, it is. It really is. You can, like you said, there's no benchmark, so you can do whatever you want. Right. Laughs are the end goal. but And they can be hilarious. That doesn't stop you from being hilarious at all. Right. It's just be funny. And if you tank after someone who is a pro, it's because you weren't funny. Right. You had the crowd rolling, and then you went up and died. Right. They're almost like warmed up for you. Like, come yep. on. If you can keep up being funny, yep. then go. Yep. But is that the hard part, too, is like open mics is that you get so many different crowds because you have so many different kinds of comedy coming up? Or do you find that there's a lot of guys who kind of do one you know, one sentence, one form, one joke uh, format? There's all sorts of different people in Minneapolis. 
there's tons of different comedy and uh i think uh i think the only thing with open mics is most people going to like the open mics that aside even like acme they're just going to open mics to see comedy but the people in the back half the back half of the list are legit headliners and they're like these guys the comedy central special blah 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 people like that and you're like oh they're just here to see comedy and your job is to make them laugh regardless of who's on the list it's and that's your thing basically it's you gotta i don't know just grind it out i guess and just die for a while that's it it's just literally for as for me i feel like 90 percent of comedy for me is just dying and to find one joke right like and it's finding your voice is that that's what you mean by saying dying is like is like you're throwing just saying not funny stuff yeah yeah it's like you have to throw it out to see if it's funny yeah and then it'll die two times at an open mic you'll just no laughs no reaction you either rewrite it to see if it can get funny or you just go, yeah, it's probably pretty dumb and ditch it. Well, and that's where listening to podcasts and talk, like, like I said, all the podcasts I listen to aren't fucking scientists. Yep. They're they're comics. So one of the things they say is like, you're gonna have, you know, whatever the fuck you say, like it, it's, you know, it, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, well, uh, it's like it's like that for, uh, it's like that for terminal for us too. Like when we talked about like terminal bombing. Yeah. Like zero likes. You just got to bask in the bomb. Me and Charlie will tweet, like text each other and be like, God, I really thought that article was going to do better. And he's like, yeah, I love this article. This is like one of my favorite one we've written. It's got one like, and it's from like one of us who liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, you just get over that. I get you. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, it's when you uh, see, and like I've joked about like deleting podcasts that bond. It's more or less like I've put up like highlights or like bonus content. Like I've never deleted an episode being like, oh, that guest sucked. It's always been like if I try to do something extra and it's like, well, obviously like me laughing at like my craziest moments are not something that like people want to fucking listen to. Okay, get rid of. Yeah, yeah I tried it. It fucking didn't work. I I think uh, I think my favorite part of a podcast is like the people that when you start to get to know the host. Yeah. They start to lead a little bit onto their life more than they typically would right and i think that's what in my opinion is what that's like anything like comedy is them you trying to get them on your side yep. i feel like podcast is probably you trying to get you on, them on your side and then even with terminal times is trying to get the 280 people that liked the page to get on our side for, oh, for sure yeah for sure well, especially when you're looking at it in a comedy way like i said like this is an interview base but like the whole thing I've done this on is like I'm going to laugh and hopefully laugh at least once or the entire time in this podcast. Yep. So it's like, you know, terminal times in your stand up in anything. It's like if you have a direct motive into which, you know, that's what you want to do, go for it. And you're gonna bomb. Like like I said, like, you know, and there's podcasts like I said that I brought people in and I've tried to make a fucking bad joke. Didn't hit. You know, the guy kind of <laughs> looks at you like, oh, shit. And it's like, okay, never mind. We'll go back to this. Yeah. You know, like, there's not many times I could have said the Jew thing where it's like, ah, like, I, again, <laughs> I'm going back to it just because, again, I've listened to so many podcasts that that's, like, what I listen to, that that's what I've wanted to make, and I've yeah. never had that opportunity. Yeah. So. The, uh, God, that's got to be uncomfortable bombing in front of one person. <laughs> Dude. <sighs> The, the worst part about What's it. What's the worst one? I want to hear the worst one. Sorry. This is an interview podcast for you. But no, I go for it. Again. the worst one is. Ah, oh, man. There's, there's a lot. 
Um, what was the most recent that you're just like, I got to delete that whole minute and a half. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I, so when I started podcast, I got to do one with Ashley from 93 X. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the first ones from COVID that like reached back on the DM and was like, sure. And so the first question I ask is, so are you guys filming right now or are you guys on like live? And, and like, obviously I fucking listen to 93 X. Yeah. They're <laughs> fucking live. And she can, you can even tell like on, on Skype and like, I, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, like where she kind of goes, yeah, yeah, we're going. And it's like, uh, 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 but I was so fucking nervous, man. Like is Ashley's the one they all make fun of in the morning. Yeah. Me and my coworker would talk about how it's just 93 X morning. show is just calling the chick a dumb bitch. Like 90% of the time. <laughs> well, dude, if you listen <laughs> to like, when they had, when they had Allie on and they just gave Allie shit the entire, the entire time. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also like you could tell, like she was tired of the show. Like Ashley puts up with it, but it's like, you know, she was cool. But like, I got to interview, uh, the guy who, uh, for my favorite band, his name is Mike Hogan, and he uh, sings for a band named Stardazin. Okay. Um, have you ever watched Never Back Down Two? I've never. Watched <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. I've barely made it through Never Back Down One. Oh but... man, it was a great movie. Never Back Down Two, right? Obviously, it was like the Netflix release. Okay. But their montage scene was a guy, and I, you know, if as soon as it's kind of like comedy, like I'll know exactly what I like when I hear it because you know you just fucking click. Within ten seconds, I went, "What the fuck is this?" And it was one of those bands where I listened to the song for a while, and then I finally Googled it, and I was like, holy fuck, this whole thing I'll listen to. Like, it was it, it was just perfect. Yep. And it's, you know, it's it's rock, but it's not, you know, heavy or nothing, but it's, it's they change up, and you, this guy could sing country, and then could also sing a ballad, and be the fucking greatest thing in the yep. world. Uh, I get on there, and I ask him, knowing that they haven't been a fucking band for like three years, and I go... So you guys touring right now? But also, it's the dumbest shit. Like, you're coming up with, like, random fucking questions. And, like, these people just look at you like, you asked me on your podcast and you're going to ask me that to start with. But it's like, it's it's that was before I even drink drank on the podcast. Because then it became a little easier and I was more calm and I wasn't so fucking building it up. Like, So do you like... Uh, music? Are you a fan of music? Dude, Do you that's like- <laughs> one of the fucking questions, man. If you go back, like that's why I said, like I'm, I'm just getting into happy where like an intro is where I want it to be, and like I have, you know, kind of figured it out where I'm not gonna play a whole song. I'm gonna play ten seconds of a song because nobody wants to listen to my music for fucking three minutes. Yeah, like. You know, but but the guy was cool enough to give me music that I can play on hit on my show that I can play pretty much every one of their songs. Um, besides a couple that somebody else either helped write or have rights to, yep. which is cool enough. But, but yeah, like these podcasts where it's like big name people, I mean, not even big name people, but like, you know, I found myself getting addicted to like how many follows they had. And it's like, ah, uh, that's not good because that's fucking like how you get in trouble. You're trying to appease other people as opposed to like, you're the follower who like ask them, will you come on my show? I'm going to ask you. I'm not asking for 94,000 people who follow you or whatever. Yep. And it's not, like I said, that's, like, Sean Oakman was the biggest guest I've ever had, you know, but the guy's a fucking internet meme, like, no shit, the guy, you know, but at the time, I've gotten very lucky, he was doing a small run of any fucking show that would talk to him, so it oh, wasn't yeah. like I got, you know, he likes my show, and then he came on, I literally just messaged him the day that he posted the same video saying, anybody who wants to talk, come talk, so it's, <laughs> you know, it's one of these things where, like, uh, I'm very, um, if it happens and it happens well, it happened because you put yourself in that spot to do it. Yeah. You know, either whatever. I'm not fucking religious and I've, you know, I shit talk out all the time. But if, if you fall into that spot and it works out for you, you did something to be able to be there to have that moment happen. 
right yeah, you create your own opportunities pretty much right kind of yeah right and especially if i believe that i can fuck up my own shit I, hopefully i can put myself in a spot that fucking lets me succeed in that same point right yeah, yeah, yeah. as bad as i fucked up some of the shit like i said you know that no one of the favorite things i never talk about is like my dad having a moment of clarity before he dies. That was a really weird way to end the podcast. So, <laughs> I fucking, man, I'm losing it, man. Like, I'm, you know, usually people don't fucking hang on for an hour and 42. So now I'm just kind of, oh, free shit. We've been here it. for two hours almost. Pretty close, man. Wild. Yeah. I'll have to edit a little bit of it, but yeah, no, no biggie. Whatever. Uh, People, dude, my favorite thing is, like, I love the Rogan, like, five-hour podcast. Like, give me more of the fucking rando content you can fucking take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but... But no, man, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. Please, I know I know you guys plugged when I was gone. I feel like an asshole for even asking that. But please plug now <laughs> before the end of the podcast, and I'll, I'll throw both in. And Charlie's we'll, the we'll editor-in-chief. Let's hear what you got. Terminal Times on Facebook. The <laughs> Terminal Times. Right on. <laughs> and uh, on Twitter, at Terminal underscore Times. And uh, come to the show November 6th at Terminal Bar. Um, it's going to be fun. Might be hot dogs. We don't know. Maybe Dude, not. it works for the VU. Why not, man? I've I've <laughs> ate those VU hot dogs. So like, I mean, oh. fuck, terminal can't be nearly as bad. Damn. You let some chick who barely passed high school or probably didn't pass high school handle your hot dogs. I think the people at terminal are are FDA approved. Oh, I don't know. Wait till. You, oh, their bathrooms are updated. They're never. Actually, I think the thing was they didn't want us to talk about the hot dogs because I don't think they were. They had to cook them in the back alley on a like a Coleman or a like a grill. On like a back. little Joe. Yeah, small- they. Did. I don't think we were supposed to bring up the hot dogs, and they wrote a whole article on City Pages about the hot dogs. It was funny as right. Well. And then we talked to him about it, and he, we showed him the article, the owner of uh, Terminal Bar, and he goes, what's with these hot dogs? <laughs> what's the deal with these hot dogs? And the poster we put out said there's going to be hot dogs, too. Fucking <laughs> right. It's like so stupid. Dude, but it, it works, though, man. Like, even if you boil them, you, don't even have, like, you could put a pencil fucking or a, a Sharpie marker as, like, a grill mark on them, and people would fucking eat them, man. Absolutely. Free hot dogs go for anybody. Yep. All right, so you can get free hot dogs <laughs> On what was it, November 6th? At- November 6th at Terminal Bar. All right, fuck. <laughs> Dude, first off, anybody who's willing to eat a free hot dog, but also a free hot dog from a strip club or a bar, like you're <laughs> you're really testing your limits for getting COVID. Like, hey, it's five bucks to get into the show, and okay. it comes with a hot dog. You right, know? there you go, there you go. Not free. You can justify it that sorry, way. Sorry, sorry. There, there is a ticket sales to get into the show <laughs> and then a complimentary hot dog. Absolutely. I got you. Thank you guys for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for having Thank us. You. Oh, shit.